everyone. Jeremy Vaney here, your host of Our Undoing Radio, emanating from OurUndoing.com. This is part two of our interview with Tiokas and Ghost Horse regarding the intelligence of the COVID virus, the prophecy of such a virus. Uh, oh, and, and go down the list. Uh, th- this is one of those conversations that's so packed with information. Tiokasin is like a zip file. I, I know he loves being compared to Western technology, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but okay, he's like a zip file in that. Um, you unpack this, what you think is going to be a small conversation, and it's just dense with with real nourishing info, um, a real nourishing perspective, uh, which is why this is part two of a three-parter. And last week I told you that the third part is actually going to be the finale, um, a number of episodes down the road. So look forward to that. In the meantime, we're continuing along the lessons with nature pathless path with Teokas and ghost horse as our guide. And, um, If last week's was almost a solo show with him, this week's is a dialogue between the two of us. So here we go. It's perfect, you know, in that, in that it is a virus in that, um, because we are at that point in the society where we love what we consider to be logic. We love rationalizing. We love what we consider to be rationality. And, uh, we're losing our facility to be able to read into things, to see metaphors and subtext and all of that. We would rather have life be one giant instruction manual. And so in that vein, if what we really need to do is look within, here's something that is that literal, a virus that says you have to look within, <laughs> right? And so you can stick with the literalness of that and and like you're saying, you know, treat it purely as... Um, something that we, you know, a weed that we need to pluck from ourselves uh, in in the vein of war, uh, using our science. Um, or you can see what what it really is, uh, or what what the virus is really saying. Um, that that is actually a metaphor. You know, the, the the physicality of it is a metaphor. The where it's located within this invisible within, um, and you know that that's true because. It seems to be um, evolving, mutating, whatever you want to say, along with how we're thinking about it, right? And so, and how we're trying to react to it. It seems to be constantly, if you want to say, a step ahead of us. And I think that a step ahead of us nature is to say, yeah, this is a literal virus. It is literally killing people and, and all of that, making you sick, but... There's something else here that you need to look at. There's another, there's another um, angle to it, or another, you know, uh, sort of a holistic aspect to it that you're completely missing if you're just looking at the disease, if you're just trying to outsmart it and that sort of thing. Um, and I feel like, I feel like the thing that that makes people self-destructive around something like this is that they know that. You know, like deep down in the place that they are running from, they've always known what they're running from. They've always known they're running from themselves, right? And so here's something that's like trying to, you know, corner you with yourself. And it's just weird because you would think that, you know, in the sci-fi movie version of this, 
Um, there are two basic reactions. Embrace it or, a, um, you know, like, for instance, embrace the post-apocalyptic life. Kumbaya, communes, everyone getting together, that sort of thing. Or you go the other way. You buy your guns, you hunker down in your bunker, and you say, anyone who comes on my property, I'm going to kill you. You know, that sort of thing. But what we're seeing <laughs> is what you just said, which is, um, how do we get back to normal? Like, we don't want either of those. It's like you've got this thing that is complete change, that is changing. Uh, you've got a world that is changing, and you've got um, the animals and the plants in the world are changing with it, and we're the only ones going, ah, we don't want to change. We don't want this. Um, how do we hold our breath until our parents, you know, <laughs> go away and <laughs> so we can become invisible? Um uh, so I, I just wonder in in prophecy is there is is there uh, I hate to say <laughs> I'm going to put this as whitely as possible is there a contingency plan for that Tiokasen I mean is there anything <laughs> in prophecy that says oh yeah and by the way the people who need to understand this the most um, they're not going to get it and here's what happens when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or, or is there just a sense of like, no, people who don't get it, they're probably going to die off and people who get it are going to learn to live with nature in balance again. Is it, is it that? Wow. Yeah. That sounds so simple, doesn't it? It's like, okay, we just, we solved the world's problems now. That's what's going on. There are good, good guys, bad guys. And, uh, you know, something, other a savior comes to us out of the blue and, you know, then, that's what we hoped for. So now we learn our lesson and back to sticks and stones will not break our bones. And so when when I'm thinking from the prophecies that I know of, I probably could probably not recite right now, but I could probably cite 17 native prophecies from north, from Tierra del Fuego to Bering Strait. And these prophecies talk about the animals, the world, animals, they start fighting back now. Because it's their world, too. And in 1990, when the elders got together in the Dakotas, again in 2010, when the elders got together, and rumors, what I heard in 2015, were saying that they asked the father, um, son, the ate, the son, to come and help the, the earth, the the, the female. So this is part of, you know, all of these planets, uh, the cosmos working in conjunction, not just to save the earth, but to awaken that which is um, deeming themselves godly, right, and out of balance. And so when when they say that the animals will begin to fight back, it's not, we think about war, we think about automatic, all these animals are going to attack us and we have to put up walls and shoot back and all that. That's like, whoa, what kind of outdated mentality is that? It's really thinking about the, um, the uh, uh, recognizing continuum that this is how things have been. And it's very, we're, we're, we're constantly thinking anthropocentrically about our, con- not consequences, but we're thinking anthropocentrically about ourselves. Oh, we're going to suffer. But none of us really have really thought about how much the earth 
the, the animals and the plants have suffered. They've gone extinct. And then we still apply, well, but we're the supreme life here. You know, we're, we shouldn't be the ones who be taken out because we're going to make the planet better. And we always hear that. We've heard that since 1492. We're going to make our lives better. And what does that mean? We build right angled boxes and we move in and we grab resources out to keep whatever in, in those boxes. And I'm in there too. I mean, I'm a native person who's been forced to live a certain way, but I'm going, going to retain those values of what people say militant rebellion or going against the grain. But being an abstract of all of this is wow, the earth is really really clean she's cleansing herself she's moving through time that she needs to thank you mother thank you mama for doing this and yet we still are in that oh uh, what about me uh, uh i can't do what i used to do anymore you know so what do we do we make earth the enemy we make this coronavirus the enemy and we no longer honor life and because life changes, life changing, everybody dies, and no one wants to die. We, we forgot how to die. So here we are, the intelligent little thing, not just one of those little things, countless. We can't even begin to count how many of these little, this little coronavirus little nodules are out there. But they are. Could be flying around, you know, making wings of themselves, so that that you know she goes to places where things are in balance. But when you go back into the history of these prophecies, right, even all over the world, you can go to Asia, you can go to Africa, you can go to South America. You think, talking to these chiefs that I do, um, one of them, a friend, said this in, in November. And his vision was this. And he wrote about it. He told us all about it. And yeah, all those little Westerners and their little Brains are like, ha, ha, oh, quaint little superstitious indigenous people. Oh, that's nice to hear. We'll, we'll pretend we're a little afraid. But when it happened, you know, I knew what was going on. It would come in communication because, I, um, in a sense, being in communication with the sun as a sun dancer, I knew something was going on. I felt it, but I couldn't put it in information or write it down or even begin to speak the words. So when he conveyed this in a message, a 22-minute message to me, I could understand, oh, this is what he was saying. And now he's saying that the spiritual chiefs, the spiritual science that the, these indigenous peoples have are needed just as much as the science people who, who only look at it without spirit but something to you know uh, delineate and cut apart and continually try to find the problem when the problem is too much too much science and um, so it's saying oh coronavirus come along say oh yeah there's Fukushima oh yeah there's a, these giant oil spills all over the place oh yeah so if you're not going to listen to the fires that mother earth is saying she's sick Gonna listen to the misapplied uh, water everywhere, and no one's paying attention to that. Gonna listen to the great freezing going on anywhere out of the blue, then and then now earthquakes. You know, it's gonna be more of those. So we're not listening to those old, old 
everybody has this in there somewhere back in their times and their legends and their tales and their stories and creation and whatever. But this is that message that's still coming through. It's consistent. She's been generous with her story. We've wanted to change it all along. And that's, that's just too intelligent for us to change anything. Mother Earth is so intelligent. She knows what we're doing. Stop trying to save her. Well, you know? and, and so, also, she's in the past, it seems, at least in America, made it so that we can choose not to listen, right? So as long as we're comfortable enough that we can keep ignoring it or that we can, you know, put another poster of a window up on our prison cell and pretend that we're looking outdoors, then we'll take that. We'll be okay. But now uh, I just see all of these, you know, things that we call events are just happening so consistently. And I think it's going to be quickening uh, to where we can't ignore ourselves as the problem because, mm. well, even take animals. When you say animals, uh, the prophecy of animals rising up, I mean, I can see that happening in this way, which is, you know, they've, we see these stories about how they've come back. Look, for instance, the bears in Yosemite National Park have, are having a field day, right? Now they can roam around without cars and people and all of this. And if we got back to so-called normal, we would have to murder them so that we could then go to the park to observe them from a safe distance, right? We'd have to kill those bears back. And it's so obvious that that's what we'd have to do. And I think so many people are disgusted by the notion. It's like you're being forced to deal with the thing that you've been allowed to keep comfortably at arm's length because it's all in your face right now, right? When, whenever, when the whole system gets knocked out of whack, you see just what all the ugliness is of the system. And then that, if that system comes from you, comes from the society, um, then you do have to deal with that. Are you, which person are you? Are you the person who, shoots 20 bears or allows them to be shot so that you can have a vacation to go look at other bears comfortably? Is that who you are? I mean, before you didn't have to confront that question. You just had this park. Well, now you got to confront that question. And I, I think, I think putting us in that box, um, I think it, it shows us that it's not our behaviors that have to change. It's the being, it's the very person that I call me has to have some sort of inward revolution so that those behaviors aren't a choice anymore. You would never choose away from uh, the correct action, the right action, the, you know, being in the flow of interconnectivity. You would never choose away from that. Um, I, I would think that, well, I don't know. I would hope that that's sort of where this is going for those who can read it that way. Cause I think it's very obviously uh, meant to be read that way. Well, yeah, you opened up so much and closed so much at the same time. It's uh, pretty good. Um, so that um, identity, you know, ID is ego and entity, right? So we're de dealing with uh, brain centered people who think they can conquer everything through the head. Yet it's the head that's caused all the problems, and there's not enough of the the wholeness, even including the head, along with the heart and the body. And we're all thinking too easily, being one with the all type, and we're tuned with the cosmos, and we're going to send 
rocket ships out there and find the cosmic process because we don't know who the hell we are, right? Well, this thing, this this being, as a being, coronavirus is going to show us who we are. Is we're, we're still in the early human stage, <laughs> if I could say that. We're early humans. <laughs> we haven't been on the earth that much, and we don't even know ourselves intimately. We So we're just running around with the echo of, oh, we come from original identity. Our original identity is coming from so-and-so, and uh, and we all say, but everything living is a witness to who we are as as men, as as women, and uh, we're trying to reestablish this this lost identity by constantly referring to something outside of ourselves, and we've got what's in there. So we surrender. Let's surrender our souls. Let's continuously reestablish self development, and it's all about the human frailty. It is non reverence for the primal. Who we are. The animals don't need to think. They just are. When when the time comes, you know, think about the, the profoundness of our ecological consciousness that, that is happening right now. Who is in tune with that? Who is saying, all our relations, including coronavirus? Who is praying? Who is doing those, uh, the Western world sacred ceremonies, right? But it's recognizing that there is a big ceremony going on right now with the earth. And it's no surprise. That's why I'm not surprised. This this functional, I don't know, consciousness that's going on now is so simple. I don't know why people are making up all kinds of scrambling knowledge about it. But it's about recognizing the, the primal, the first instruction. It's not about resetting or reinventing the human so that we could you know, be in tune with any kind of rationality. We're rationalizing, reinventing the human. Let's reset this thing. And then we'll all put it back in our package, little box. We package the coronavirus there. We've, we've done the test, and now we'll go down in, in the annals of history and science. And say, oh, we conquered that. Yet, you know, it's like, okay, the Black Plague happened uh, in medieval times, you know, those times and after, but it's still around. You know, how did how, how does it stay around? Because it's always been here. And maybe the time to time is our little tether to, look, you're not behaving correctly. You, you have to change. We want you around. We don't want you to go away. But when you're killing all of us, well, we're going to have to, like, stop that by introducing this one of the smartest ones of us is called a virus. And things not mystical. A, a practical mystery that this virus is. We can't figure it out. We won't figure it out. So why try to solve the mystery? Accept it. That this being is doing has to do what it's doing. We just have to get out of its way and understand it and honor it and and not offer some kind of modern science or mechanism or reductionism or some, I don't know, Newtonian casualty or casualty or whatever it's called and even patriarchy is is at it the dominant culture of the west it's in females and males that i see they're still coming at this from the same terror right and when i think about how did this concept get born anyway the experience that we are going through now should matter the most rather than 
then the end at all is that we're going to conquer this thing and, and then we're going to continue with what we were doing. But, you know, my feeling is that I've never been really afraid of this. This didn't, I mean, it's like trying to pay attention to the, the political process. It's like, why would I want to get involved in something crazy? I'm already, I'm already messed up. Why would I want myself to get crazier? So when I refer to the virus, oh, that's not so crazy. That makes sense because it's coming from and introduced as a lesson from the earth. So, of course, my values are always going to be irrational. Right? They're going to be irrational because it's not normal. I'm not a rational is what counts. I'm not a belief system. I'm not the ideology of science. I'm not any of those things. So I'm an irrational native person who can't think rationally to accept what people are marveling about their own inventions. Right? Even trying to find a spiritual consciousness in that way, they're inventing manifestations. Hmm. So it goes out. So did we manifest this coronavirus? <laughs> like, are we that? Are we that godly that we can create magic out of that? And we're giving ourselves so much credit for overcoming everything that now we're just lost in the hope because we think hope answered our question when it's really <laughs> providing more of a confusion. So, you know, this thinking that you and I are doing, we're not even scratching the surface here, you know, because underneath this is that fear, that guilt, that dread, that compulsion to control that the Western way of thinking language is always giving to people without them uh, even knowing it, we're always going to rationalize. Well, we're intelligent beings. We're supreme. Look, we have to kill things in order to make ourselves comfortable. And yet, we don't want to go out. I'm, I'm this way too. I can't say I'm guilty. Like I've become so addicted to a lifestyle. Like wow, I can't get away from it. I'm an addict to this privilege. So now. Coming from that point of view, I'm looking out there and I'm, wow, this country, America, these people are addicted to a lifestyle. And now they're going to go through the throes of, of cold turkey. And that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, and um, uh, I don't know. This sort of gets to, for me, you know, the, the, the uh, brain culture or rational culture, whatever you want to call it, that we are. Um, it's like we will so do anything to remain as we are that if the war aspect of it isn't working out for us, if we do see something like in what you just said about um, that this is sacred ceremony, um, I can see people latching onto that and being like, wow, that's really beautiful. And it is. And it's true and beautiful in its own way. But to latch onto that and say, wow, yeah, this is all beautiful as a pacifier, as a as a means to to be that person, right? To, to still remain, um, asleep, if you will, but now be in a dream and not a nightmare. Um, I, I think there's got to come a point where we just stop reacting, you know, stop reacting with wish fulfillment stuff. I created this stop reacting with war. I'm going to do something about this. Stop reacting with, wow, isn't that beautiful? It's all just meant to be. Just stop reacting. Just stop. And in that moment of stopping, what happens? 
You know, I think that is the inward revolution. And, you know, unfortunately, with the literalness of a virus, that can mean actual death. Right. Um, So how do we come to that place of death without dying, without the body actually dying? Uh, Is that something that we're supposed to see here? Yeah, and, and you're, you're, you're lighting upon that. Um, many, I could say religions, but I don't really deal with the word correctly, probably, because uh, I have sort of this bias against religion, because I think I know more. I've experienced it through by trying to be forced to, well, be, well being forced to study a lot of its text when I was younger. But I think this, you just said something about all these people's looking for a solution, looking for an answer, looking for a rational reason why. And we can solve this if we just keep that brain going and and we'll outsmart Earth and, you know, this coronavirus. And it's still the, the same, you know, I don't know, how do you say it? Just kind of self-fulfilling, self, self-fulfilling prophecy that we're all, we have this urge to die. Without even understanding what that means, and so we 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 have this excessive rationality that we can be spiritual, we can be have excessive rationality so much that it becomes an abscess, and and irrational rationalize we ration our spirit any energy inner to 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 that we can control our spirits, we can bargain our souls with the devil and God. So it becomes more, more easier, binary. And then we, we, it's what we accept. We're accepting that we need to solve the mystery in order to conquer life. <laughs> it never's going to happen, you know. So, you know, what is our go-to thinking? What is our default thinking? It's, oh, the great mystics of over there in, in Greece and it's those philosophers over there and it's that astrology over there with the greeks but again tooting the horn and the native people what is necessary for us is to understand that education that came at us that not only for education for knowledge and rationality but that sort of messed up ethic that came, we turn everything, all of our morality over to religion, to government, to legal, to, we're always in litigation because that's what rational thinking, rational thinking puts you. You're always litigating everything. And it's so much so that everything becomes excessive and we don't know how to get out of excessive because that means negative consequences. So like I said, before one of your shows, there's where is the exit strategy from this thinking? Well, we're being provided with one. People want to know how. If they don't like the answer, then stop asking the question and expecting a manual of how to solve this problem because it's it's solving us. We are the problem. It's solving us. You know, to learn how to know what culture is that is in balance without thinking lacking all the time, but appreciate, appreciating the irrational. And let's get rid of rational, ir- irrational. It's appreciating that which is balanced, but because it can't deal with that which is far from balanced because 
you know, we, we, we are still needed by the earth only if we live with the earth. If we have peace with the earth, then we understand our place. We take it with grace and then we move on. And we understand like, wow, this is so amazing because a lot of people offer hope to my people, the poor people. And yet it's, a, it's such an irrational thing to us. We can't just hope we're going to be helped. It's like, no, we got to help. We got to do this. We, we, why does it take hope in a sort of dire strait, dire straits to come alive? You know, and, and, and we're, we're, as you, like I said earlier, the, the, the kids are, are music, are they're dancing, and the, the dreams came to the young kids. So we danced, we put our regalia on, that means much to earth, and we dance for her, we dance for that being. We, they're having babies, they're, they're doing all of the things because they're feeling the happiness of earth again, the, the cleanliness of earth. And if you're with the earth and you have peace with earth, then you're going to react in, in, in joyfulness with her, that she's going to be here. And maybe we won't because we're still rationalizing why we should be here.